Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Hino. I'm Cheesy. And I'm Stacy. So we usually pick the topic for this podcast like two minutes before the podcast starts. But today, uh, Hino like texted way earlier and was like, hey, guys, we, we got to talk about resources. And, you know, I don't know what, he's, what he has to say. I don't know what his complaints are. Let's all find out together what's got Hino all hot and bothered. Hino, the floor is yours. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an awful lot earlier than the two minutes. It was 10 minutes before the podcast started this time. So, um, yeah, so let, let, me, let me start with a little rant. Um, so it, it happens on a regular basis that in large organizations, uh, people have human resource uh, organizations. And, um, and that seems to somehow uh, set off an awful lot of people to talk about folks and colleagues as resources. And um, I've, I think it's, it's something that in the agile industry or, or in, the, in the agile um, kind of community and, uh, and, and software craftsmanship community, we, we have a, for a long time um, tried to eliminate that word, at least in, in referring to people, and replace it with something that is uh, more reflective of the contribution that people have to the squad and to the the the, the results that we want to achieve, uh, because I truly believe that it has uh, negative consequences, and that's that's ultimately um, why I thought it was a good topic to bring it up. So, is your problem with the label or with the implications of that label? Where where, where is the disconnect? Because label seems. If I can play devil's advocate, a label's no big deal. And, and you can, of course, play devil's advocate. That's why we're all here. Um, so the label is language, right? But the problem is that that language drives behaviors and beliefs. Um, the language in itself, if it would stop there, so be it. But but I don't I don't believe that um, that it does, right? Uh, whether you intend it or not, I, I I honestly truly believe that there's a lot of people who refer to their colleagues as resources without really meaning anything bad without without having having bad intentions without looking at them as uh, uh, as replaceable easily replaceable just by hiring somebody else off the uh, uh, off the street uh, I don't I don't think that many people are using the word in that particular sense but uh, unintentionally it does have consequences and uh so lang- language is really drives behaviors and that this is this is why it's important that we use the right language for those kinds of things can i draw a bounded context around that <laughs> so so I, I think about hr right and you think about hr as a as a function of you know staffing the business and this is a long-term function you know when we hire someone we're we're hiring them for we hope to, I think, for, for a while. And the horizon in which I view that person, um, you know, if I think of that person sort of blended across, you know, maybe a 20-year career, like, like there's, they've, they've done a lot of different things. They've, they've built out skills in a bunch of different directions. Um, it's a pretty fuzzy definition of who that person is, all the things they've done over the past 20 years. But when we're talking about somebody on an agile team that is like, that's that's shipping some some code today, you know, it's a very different horizon. That that who you are right now is different than who you are um, over that twenty year period. So, so I think there's, you know, I got a little forgiveness for the HR folks and in, in how they how they think about that. 
But I think it's when we take that same term and apply it in, in this domain that it, it starts to really um, sort of commoditize the individual, um, turn them into someone who is, who is maybe um, thought of as more easily replaced or interchangeable with others. So one of the things that we try to do with, with teams, though, is we, we, we often try to get teams to mob so that we can continue to, to create the learning. We talk about the ideas of, you know, different team members should be able to step in and, and fill in, for example, of, you know, in, in areas we, we talk about T-shaped people, but we talk about really building out the, you know, the, 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 the crossing of the T to kind of build the, those skills. And to a certain degree, there, 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 there is good in normalizing the, the people. There might be some good in, in becoming a resource to the team. And, and I know this is not what you were talking about, you know, okay, but I'm going to bring a contrarian view here in that, that, you know, cheesy, the developer should be able to step in and help out a, a, a product owner or should be able to step in to help out, you know, anyone uh, to a certain degree. So, uh, so there, there, there's multiple ways to look at this. Now, I think, uh, you know, what, what, what you're really pushing back on is the treatment or the, the the viewpoint that 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 people are just pluggable and that everybody is the same, but uh, but uh, that there there might be other concepts or other ideas here that I think aren't aren't totally bad. Right, and and I I one hundred percent agree with that, and I was kind of smiling, and you listeners of course can see that because. Uh, because I, I think it's a very, very fair point that you bring up, Jeezy, that, that we really want to to somehow uh, share the knowledge so that, that people can can be backed up, if you will, by somebody else. But um, you that, that still doesn't I, I still I still don't find that the word resources is uh, is a is a term that 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 really talks about the value that these people bring to the team because let's be honest right if you are indeed in such a position as a developer that you uh are that skilled and and have gone through that evolution and 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 experience that stacy was referring to earlier on as well you are incredibly valuable for that squad if you can jump in in the role of a product owner when necessary of a Flow master, Scrum master, name it, whatever, tester, developer, uh, business analyst, whatever role is required. If you can do that, then you're pretty much a unicorn in the industry. There is not that many people out there who you can uh, hire from the market and you can in a, in a, relatively quickly uh, onboard to be able to fulfill those roles in an effective manner. So that's that's a pretty valuable position to be in. I consider that a lot more valuable than my printer cartridge, which I considered a resource, right? So I just want to uh, order print. Print. <laughs> Yeah, fair. Yeah. But um, you get my point. And I know I know that's not what you're referring to. Um, so it's uh, I, I just I just want to take this opportunity to to point out that indeed what we're striving towards, make those people even more valuable, make them contributing an awful lot more. And the word contributor at that point uh, for me is more reflective of what they bring to the squad than the word resource. Uh, I think the way Cheesy and you are talking, it almost seems like the ultimate full stack developer is a resource. 
because they can be plugged anywhere, all stacks, all the time. Resource gets in. Um, but, but if I can, if I can pull it back and, and talk about it from a lazy manager's perspective, they would love to classify things as resources because it makes their job so much easier. They don't necessarily have to think about the people aspect of things. If their job is to have two iOS developers and you know two Java developers, well, they can think of it in terms of like, oh, I need two Java developers, two iOS. I don't care about what else they bring to the table. I just need four resources to staff my team. And when one of them leaves, I don't necessarily have to think about how they interact with somebody as long as they're a Java developer or an iOS developer. So uh, I think referring to people as resources informs this mentality at the managerial level, which is very helpful when uh, when staffing teams, because you almost convince yourself you don't have to think about the people aspect of things, and you can just think about the skills aspect. And the more you think about the skills aspect, the more that resource label kind of rings true. I like the way you frame that around the, the manager. Um, gee, it sounds like I'm like this big HR person or something. But, <laughs> but so... Uh, that job title, right? It it has some meaning, and we ascribe some meaning to it within the organization. You know, our understanding here about a Java developer is that oh, you know, they they know they gotta know Spring, or they gotta, you know. So it's like even when we're thinking about someone, we're probably thinking about a little bit narrower definition of someone that can like type Java code. But like that human aspect. When it uh, coming back to the T-shaped people and stuff like that, like that is so critical to helping the team meet the objectives. Like I, I am not my job title, you know, and and any label that I wear, um, you know, erases so much of who I actually am. And when somebody hires me, it's like, okay, I might come with a job title, but I I come with a lot more. And and it it's like it's almost like that manager has kind of a um, it's 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 nice to be optimistic to say, well, I got these these nice Lego-ish pieces, but um, isn't it more powerful to think of as a manager um, the possibilities when um, we have an environment that engages kind of the more of the whole person, um, more of that um, broader understanding of who someone is, and if you think of like a long-running, high-performing team, you know, this is this is where people have sort of fit together to form that team you know they're they're scoring high because they they got each other's um humanity <laughs> and they know where to where to pass things around and and i want this this, this is actually a great opportunity stacy to bring it back because you talked about a, a whole person to to actually bring it back to the consequences that it might have on how you um how you treat and and how you 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 engage these people in uh, in the squad. Um, looking at at people as a resource oftentimes leads to okay, hang on, this person is not all that busy. You've got twenty percent availability somewhere else. So uh, hey, why don't we provide that twenty percent cap- capacity to another squad? They're going to benefit from this as well. Well, then suddenly your whole system uh, that an awful lot of those. Um, those practices that we we have talked about in previous posts or in in, in previous uh, podcasts is uh, really the going to towards continuous delivery and taking this autonomy and owning the quality and so forth. If you if you are part of two, three, four squads, how 
can you assume that ownership of those products when you are contributing to all four of them? When you do not have that ownership, how can you uh, take that continuous improvement seriously, specifically with that squad? How can you make those decisions on the quality of the product and so forth? It has a tremendous amount of consequences that um, not looking at the person as a whole person um, is actually leading to, right? So that this is something that we need to consider. I think of that that as like a split allegiance, you know. If I'm in if I'm in stress, who gets who gets the good parts? Um, and then I feel like I'm letting someone down, and and you know I don't feel good about any of that. So so there's a couple of interesting things I'd like to circle around here on uh, Stacy, your idea about you know long term stable teams and and high performing and and you know you you kind of alluded to that as well. But, but we have plenty of examples uh, out there now where teams have been able to become incredibly high-performing without that construct. Now, this might be going away from the resources conversation per se, but, but more toward the radical reteaming concepts or ideas where, where you know, you're, you're, you're on a dedicated team, but you're on that dedicated team for a short period of time. And then maybe you might reform teams based on other types of priorities. Does that cause somebody to become more of a resource? Kino, what do you think of that? Well, I don't think so. Um, it's it's really the big difference between what you're suggesting and, and what I was alluding to is who is driving that change. If that change is driven by a manager that says, hey, you're needed somewhere else, I'm going to pluck you off that team, put you on another, or is it change is driven by you saying, okay, hang on, we need to solve problems in a different way. There's different ways of doing this. Why don't I step outside, build a small team, maybe a triplet with two other folks, and get this piece done? That, I think, is 100% autonomous. That, I think, uh, completely supports ownership and so forth. So that's not the issue. So it's, 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 it's almost not the outcome, but it's really the way, and who, the, the way to get there, and it's um, what drives those decisions. I think when uh, when I think about that autonomy, you know, I think about the um, that when I have that agency and I know who I am and I can engage in that with a certain amount of um, of of that extra knowledge or kind of authenticity of um, this is the thing that I'm doing, you know, I think about. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's funny because we 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 do often talk about like long running teams and and almost as if it becomes this thing that never that never uh, changes because they're high performing. Don't touch them; they're they're good. <laughs> and um, I, I think of like joining joining like an open space and and that nobody knew each other, nobody knew anything about each other half an hour ago, and now all of a sudden we're in a marketplace and we're, we're coming up with sessions and I go to a session and I don't think, you know, that, that TDD guy, I think, um, I think, Oh, oh I was cheesy. <laughs> you know, I already have a connection with the human um, because of the way that whole thing is, 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 uh, is kind of thought through the autonomy of it, the self-selection. Uh, I think we're at uh, 16 minutes. Uh, Hino, I hope that was uh, that resolved some uh, outstanding uh, issues about resources. Did it? Did I guess it? it just extended my rent, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to give a fist of five 
for this uh, for this podcast in terms of clarifying on resources. Let's let's do a fist of five on three. One, two, three. Okay, we got five, <laughs> threes, fours. I won't say who said what, uh, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, listener, thank you for tuning in. And this concludes this edition of the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>